1: Good to see you. So good, and we have an awesome lady with us, um, Alyssa Thompson, who is one of our amazing agents. You know, every once in a while, we like to have somebody, one of the family members, on, and this is not a all about Realty One Group. It's all about uh, serving the consumer and their greatest uh, one of the greatest needs and that's real estate Alyssa, welcome
2: yes thank you welcome. thank you so much we're for so happy here. to have you here today mm-hmm.
1: before we get into that let's talk about our sponsor today can yes, we yes
2: our sponsor they are amazing music city removal they're the number one junk removal service in nashville from residential commercial and construction they're experts at ridding you junk their co- excuse me their cost include labor and dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses whether you need a full clean out or just one item removed they have you covered
1: The Music City Removal team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate, just go to musiccityremoval.com. That's musiccityremoval.com.
2: Yes, because Music City Removal, clutter and cute. Shazam!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Unlike our amazing uh, ladies here we have with us, and thank you again um Alyssa for joining us today and so what we like to talk about when we when we have a guest on we like to start with so who are it, you who are you <laughs> who are you mystery woman
0: you mean you want to know me? <laughs> yes um okay well so just a little bit about me and my background so i was in corporate sales for about 11 years out of college and then I took a small break to be the domestic officer of our home. So I was a awesome. love that. I, was a awesome. I love
1: that. Domestic officer. How about that? Mm, right.
0: That's Chief good. domestic officer, and uh, my husband gave me that title. So I just I owned it. So good. <laughs> I ran with it. Um, so after those three years, um, and it, it was a short. It was the longest and the shortest three years of my life. Yes. Looking back on it, um, but after those three years. Um, my husband and I just were really having some conversations about, you know, do you want to go back? We had learned to live on one income, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, which was, was fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but fascinating. Um, yeah, but, um, but anyway, just having some conversations about, you know, what, what do you really actually want to do? If you, if you don't have to go back into corporate sales, you don't have to do the corporate grind. What are you passionate about? And, um, and, and can you take some of those skills and can you take some of that knowledge and uh, find something to apply it to and i sold so you
1: guys a s- as a couple sat down and had that conversation we
0: did mm-hmm. actually on on a few different occasions mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of an ongoing conversation over the course
1: of a few months that's a hard conversation and- to have in today's world should i go back to work or shouldn't i and what should i do should i follow my heart are you kidding me yeah that's yeah. not something that's common
0: yeah absolutely uh, i had been a stay-at-home mom for about three three and a half years and um and so through a series of, you know, just some, some life events, uh, it was time for me to go back. So thinking through that, talking through it, praying through it, um, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And so, um, he had, he was like, what do you, what are you passionate about? Like, what would you actually see yourself doing? Uh, not in corporate sales. And I, I said, um, well, I'd see myself doing something meaningful. Number one, because I was actually selling uh, corporate software. I was business to business and. And that was great. But the software that I sold actually eliminated people's jobs Mm. in in some scenarios, not in all scenarios. But, um, so, so for me, it was like, what's meaningful. We can apply these, um, we can apply some of the things that I had learned over the, the course of that 10 and a half years. And, um a friend of mine had, had said, you should, you should be in real estate. You should be in real estate. And it's funny. People people say you should be in real estate because of a personality or because of, you know, you can talk or whatever. (laughs) Um, and I'm like, well, I know a lot of people that shouldn't be in real estate that can do a lot of talking.
2: Yeah. But anyway,
0: Mm -hmm. so if that's the only qualification, but anyway, so she said it and he was sort of simultaneously like, do you want to get into lending? Do you want to get into the real estate industry? and um and so anyway we kind of we we actually did a lot of um sort of let's look at all aspects of this before Mm -hmm. just jumping in Mm -hmm. um so we did that probably a couple of months i actually talked i think six agents uh before i got licensed and that was four years ago this this month four years ago in june um was when i when i jumped in awesome you know who
1: you know who her agent was um about uh, how long ago four years ago it, it was five years six, ago
0: the, august would be six years okay, ago. Six okay six years ago mr jim
1: Payne. oh you like jim Payne, like don't jim, you yes jim's a great agent he is just and, uh, one that of was, the that was most professional that was his first transaction oh no way really yeah.
0: yeah well okay so i talked to him about this i keep saying we were his first transaction because mm. that you know that validates me makes mm. me feel super special yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and important um but he told me at our meetup monday um a month ago he was like you a
1: second. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, Jim.
0: Oh, you Lord. don't tell ripped me
1: this. these things. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you ripped this from me.
2: So do funny.
1: Well, what was the, the point of bringing it up was he was even that good. back then mm-hmm. that you really couldn't tell that was his no, only we had a second.
0: No, we had no idea. In <clears> fact, after, um, after that transaction closed, or maybe it was during while we were under contract. Um, we were like, "How long have you been in the business?" And he was about. He was like, "Oh, about three and a half months." And I was like, "Oh, wow!" Like, but it never in a million years did it cross my mind that. That he was literally brand new,
1: mm.
2: wasn't he? Married into the business though, wasn't his, yeah, his wife? His wife Robin's been, been, been in the business a while.
1: Yeah, but she was hers. Hers was new construction. Oh, okay. A different well, At
2: least you're like hear the lingo's when you're around the kitchen yeah. table yeah. possibly yeah. or something he like that. He definitely <laughs> did not seem like a no, no. Like but he's, a, he's really, always he so put smarter. together. He's a professional. You know, he definitely yes. is. um he is And he is one that knows how to pivot, and mm-hmm. he gets told no, and he knows how to turn that no to yes. So I love I love that about
0: him. He was very. I mean. He was very knowledgeable. He was wonderful. Um, but I remember when we wrote a contract on this house and we and we knew this house wasn't in the most our most favorite neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And um and Jim was like, Are you sure you love the neighborhood? Sure. And we were like, Well, thanks for asking and thanks for caring. We know the neighborhood's not the most amazing, um, but we wanna be on this cul-de-sac. And that was Part of why we had bought the property, so we explained. who's like, "Oh, okay, all right." I just wanted to. So he was he was covering wow. all yeah, of his bases, going the extra mm-hmm. mile. Yeah, he was just like, Are, "You know, is this your favorite? Is this the neighborhood you you really desire?" And we're like, "Well, here's why." Yeah. Love that. So, no, so most today, agents
1: aren't going to aren't going to throw that out there because um, that's a, a question that's setting you up for a long term, unless you get your license, a long term <laughs> client You know, yeah, to, uh, to to be leaning into in the future.
2: Well, I'm within sure. these four years, you've had two you're approaching one of the, a new market, but you know, you had your covert market and then this year too, right? That's a unique and challenging year in itself. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. COVID so, was interesting though. I tell you, you know, my business, it was like it launched into outer space in March and April. Outstanding. I showed, I think I showed more properties in April than I did in January, February, and March combined. Amazing.
2: So you're so. kind of still on the spectrum on Not to say rookie at all or newer, but what would you say you have learned within the first two years to have you prepared for the year of COVID? Or that year of um, last year with you launching your career to a whole new level, what do you think you took out of it as a real estate agent?
0: Mm. Well, I think um, just prior to COVID, I think having had a schedule um, set me up to continue that even when the shutdown happened so i was still getting up doing those things that i routine. knew were going to yeah okay yeah my yeah. routine and kind of th- some mm-hmm. of those success factors mm-hmm. um i wasn't you know i mean i think everybody enjoyed um some amount of just you know wow we're home we're cooking oh my goodness i gained like 20 pounds just sure. because i was uh-huh. cooking uh-huh. and we had all the time in the world to do all the things we were supposed to be doing you know like working out Um, but anyway, um, I think, I think the routine and just knowing like, we're going to do these things every single day and I've always been a routine person on that. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. So I feel like that really set me up going into COVID, um, as far as just my business really was sort of, that was about the time it was really just, you know, taking off.
2: I don't think any of us were prepared for COVID. I wasn't, absolutely. (laughs) But I was prepared to have, like you said, the consistency of a routine to be ready for something, not knowing what it is, you know, possibly knowing that if things were going to go the other direction, that we were able to think creatively, you know, to do different things, but stay consistent. So I love that, especially for those that are newer out there.
1: you, You live your life, though, in pivot, I think you have those muscles that pivot to whatever direction you need to pivot to, which puts you in an offensive position when a COVID comes along, rather than a defensive mode. Now, what do I do? I I think no one pivots quicker than what you do. I've learned a lot of watching you and how you you, how you work.
2: I think that has a lot to do with eight years ago losing my job, not having a paycheck for 120 days, and having a brand new baby. You got to learn, right? You got to learn. Yeah, and so all of a sudden, I saw this flash uh, last year. Come slowly coming across going, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, is this happening again? I mean, when you build a team
1: like you've done and you have the overhead that we have, you know, it does mm -hmm. make you more mindful about what the hell's going on here, you know?
2: Yeah. And the other thing, too, is we're all self-employed here. We all run our own. Um, paychecks per se, the harder we work, the more we make type of thing. And, you know, being a broker, you have multiple people under you that you can't control, nope. right? And I as well, so, but I knew what who I could control was me. Mm-hmm. So I knew if I still had, my rent was still going to be what it is mm-hmm. every month, mm-hmm. whether people were in the office or not, I still had to make sure I was closing enough to cover the bills so I stayed, you know, stayed afloat. So I think um, some of us have learned to to pivot Um, And continue. I mean, there's even days now where we're having to do that, right? Um, It's the competition is thick and stronger, and they're they're actually better. You know, meaning there's some people that actually have studied over last year. You know, and I'm like, wow, they knew how to close that. You know, the way I would have done it, type of thing. Or you know, and today I think we're going to be talking about you know gaining more. traction with listing homes or or having the opportunity yeah, to yeah I think to I think do more listings
1: recently um, Alyssa went on a listing appointment and I think came out away because she was competing with somebody else and I think came away with the understanding that and, and she hears me harp on it all the time is look guys anybody can sell a home right now if that's your ultimate goal is to, as far as put a sign out there you can hire a monkey to do that you know <laughs> if that's what you're going to rest your you know your reputation on is, wow, look at me. I sold a house real quickly. There's a heck of a lot more involved than just selling a house. And, and, and I challenge our agents all the time on our calls and on our trainings that look, you know, we're, we're an industry, we are in an industry that has been challenged like never before. And if you're going to rest your reputation on the fact that you sold a home in two days in an environment that anybody could sell that home in two days, if that's the goal, then shame on you because you don't have a long-term career looking at you if that's what you're going to rest on because that's what the consumer is saying, look, I don't need to pay $20,000, you know, for somebody to put a sign in my front yard. If that's all you're doing, Mm -hmm. if you're not positioning yourself, you know, last week, a house on our same street in Brentwood and I, and granted, you know, it's my, it's my street. And so I'm especially a little more sensitive about that, you know, but you know, the, here it was Thursday. I was in a training last week, and I took, I brought this listing to our to our agents. We had a, a training last week on uh, flood insurance, and and um, I said, "Don't be this agent." I do don't be this agent a lot, and normally I don't mention names or anything. Now this was a listing up; everybody could see who it was, but that wasn't the well, who it was. wasn't the he didn't point. Black it out. <laughs> no, I hell, I sure as hell didn't, can, because didn't I would I would tell this person to their face, "Shame on you, shame on you." We have a million, you know, let's say over a million dollar home. On a great in a great neighborhood, and on Thursday, all that's being marketed is a cell picture that was probably three months old. There wasn't even any leaves on the tree, okay? Mm. On the trees, and this is one of the prettiest homes on the street. Okay, I have to know that, you know, but three months ago, maybe none of them were, you know. And here, this, this, anyway, these agents are. Putting this thing out on Thursday. First of all, they put it on Wednesday, coming soon. Thursday is still coming soon. There's no pictures on it. Finally, finally, Friday, they activate it and say all offers due on Monday. Now, I'm sorry, but that's not a great marketing plan. It just really isn't. And I, and I get it that if you don't do enough listings, you don't know the system, but it, you know to expect everybody to, first of all, people have to like what they see on the outside before they wanna see the inside, first mm-hmm. of all. And that requires professional photos. And if that means you need to be delayed a week, you need to do that to give your sellers the best opportunity as possible. You know, Connie and I sold our home on the same street and I can promise you, we got over $200,000 more than what this home will sell for. Probably over 400,000 more than this home is going to sell for. And the marketing had something to do with it. Sure. I mean, I just, I know that I get really passionate about this topic guys. If you're a real estate agent and you're not bringing your A game to the table, all I'm saying is, shame on you. And I know that's not what we're here for. We're here to build people up and encourage people. But I'm telling you, there's a war on our future if we refuse, if we continue to refuse to make sure the consumer has a wonderful experience, they're going to be tempted to choose other companies that don't have our best interest. Nor will they help our future to be around long term because there are tech companies with billions of dollars to throw at the marketing, which we don't have. And so we better counteract that with outstanding service and making sure our consumers have a great experience. So with all that in mind, uh Alyssa here, you know, reached out to me on her way to the listing appointment. We chatted a few minutes and when she got done, she had the listing and but more important is equally as important is she had developed a conviction I think even higher than it was before. As far as, what you know, what makes you any different than every other agent out there? You know, there's seventeen thousand right now in Middle Tennessee. Wow, seventeen thousand of us. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. what makes us any different? Is it because we want it more, or because we wish more, or because we owe more? You know, what's making us better than every other opportunity out there? Are we bringing our A game? Or are we counting on the way things have always been? So they'll always be, cause I'm telling you this for sure. They're not going to always be the way they've always been. And what got you here ain't going to get you there. Right. So you've got to, to adapt a pivot mindset or you've got to adapt, an excellent mindset that we're bringing such obvious value to the consumer. See, I've always said that, look, the consumer doesn't mind paying for a Ritz Carlton experience if capital I, if they're getting a Ritz-Carlton experience, but what they don't like is feeling like they just paid for the Ritz and they stayed at the day's end. That's Mm -hmm. the problem. And that's what, unfortunately, many are being compared to because they weren't on top of their game. They weren't bringing their A game to the table, though they expected that commission regardless. Mm -hmm. Well,
2: and also last year taught so many, or maybe they become um, used to it, where... It was your friend and you got the deal like volume was just coming at you right. opportunities right. were just crossing your your path now there is more competition those people did take an extra class possibly they aren't just that same agent you're speaking of but maybe you will have a little more competition than you had before right so being prepared and i love what you said here and i'm excited to talk about it because i think all of us you know, can be better tomorrow. It does not matter what level we are, but I love what you're saying because the more that we elevate our service levels, um, you know, today I've got a closing situation and I'm a little confused. It stopped at the end because all of a sudden the CD was prepared and it's a 15,000, excuse me, 15% commission. 15 seems elevated.
1: Mm. 15% commission?
2: Yeah, meaning can Holy you do smokes. that? Smokes. I mean, if you could do if that,
1: everybody agrees to it.
2: So, but that did stop. Because sounds, sounds a little fishy to me. So <laughs> the buyer, so we have to protect the buyer. So sometimes, you know, we need to make sure that's not all in the price or something different, right? So it makes you stop. But um, it kind of goes back to what people were able to do. Possibly, you don't, you don't do that. Like if you're doing the wrong things, we're all going to head in the wrong direction. So let's right. stay elevated. You know, let's really put. Um, you know, one foot in front of the other and, and continue to do the right things and be better tomorrow, you know, is really what we're looking to do. So- but we're
1: also supposed to be striving for a win-win. Now, maybe that 15% commi- commission, maybe that was a win for the consumer who paid that. I got a feeling they probably got, you know, less than what they probably paid. Maybe, I don't know. I Maybe I don't have a... Dog yeah, I do know.
2: I'm just curious. I've never had this cross my I just, desk. Know, I'll let you know like what the email says when I receive the meaning like, of the 15% is, for
1: what? Sounds like somebody's being taken advantage of, but that's another story for right. the other day.
2: But talking about being better than, you know, your competition, right? You only have, what, first impression. You only have the ability to get in there and shine and really um, earn that person's interest, right, um, immediately. So let's talk about it.
1: Listen, you wrote something from your heart that has hearts in it. <laughs> I love that.
0: It's you know, I was when I was kind of putting all of the letters together, it just seemed a little I don't know, elementary Maybe a little cheesy, but I had to organize it in some way that just, you know, made sense. And all the letters, nothing's were, cheesy. All the letters, it's totally fine. <laughs> I love all of yeah. it
2: because a simple girl like me, simple man, there's a song written about one. Yes, we need simple things. And I love this. So it will always remind me of exactly what I'm supposed to do to be better tomorrow. So go yeah. for it. I love
0: it. Well, so, you know, just like to Moni's point and what Moni said, um, Anybody, anybody can put a sign in the yard and put the information into the MLS. So what are we doing? So when, when a seller sits down with a listing agent or multiple listing agents, um, what should they be looking for? So that's really kind of what the, this is from their vantage point from mm-hmm. a seller's vantage point. And so the, but,
1: but this is great to have so that the, so the agent can line themselves up absolutely. with this acronym called I hearts mm-hmm. and see, do I, where am I weak here? Where am I strong here? Because the whole, the whole, this whole thing called this real estate sales is what we used to call in the network marketing business is accelerated game of life. It gives you a chance to accelerate what normally would take place in life as far as the encounters with others, the times for highs, the times for lows. It's the accelerated game of life, Absolutely. okay? So if you're, if you're in, in this, this uh, position called a real estate uh, professional, it gives you a chance to really do a lot of self perspection and in, 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 in your business as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure, and seeing am I am I lining up with excellence? Am I lining up with iHarts? <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry for interrupting you. Yeah,
0: no, it's all it's all um, good. So so basically, this iHarts acronym, um, you know, you want to hire an agent who fits that. And so I've kind of broken it down. So the I stands for integrity. Integrity matters. And not all agents um, get into the business because they want to help people. Um, there are very capable, very intelligent, very business-minded agents who aren't in the business for the right reasons. And so integrity is one of those things that, you know, we cannot, um, we can't say, you know, I have integrity in one area of my life and I don't have integrity in another area of life. It's really one of those things that just, it, it, it flows out into sure. every aspect it of your life. Mm-hmm. So. Whether that's, you know, personal integrity, you're going to have professional integrity. It's just, and if you don't have integrity, then you're not going to have integrity in your personal or in your professional life. So integrity matters. Um, pick an agent who builds their life around integrity, because I truly believe that if that piece is there, everything else is everything else you can figure out really, Mm -hmm. truly. Um, but that does lead me to my next point, which is, so we've got our integrity intact. Um, But the H is honing their craft constantly, growing their knowledge base in in an ever-changing market. We all, everybody sitting here knows that the market looked differently a year ago Mm -hmm. than it looked the year prior. And even really now the market looks a little different than it did even six months ago. So it's this ongoing um, process of stretching yourself and educating yourself. And um, just remember, sellers benefit the most from educated real estate professionals, not necessarily trained professionals. I can go home and train my dog, mm-hmm. but my dog's not educated. Mm-hmm. So at the difference in being educated about our, our local market and how to get people in the best possible situation at the closing table is really what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. So Love educated that. versus uh, versus, um, Train. versus training. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So honing their craft, um, the E, so we're working through I hearts. The E is end game matters. You know, I've always said like motivation matter matters. Real estate is a heart thing. Um, yes, there's a huge business component about it, but the business is amount. I've always said like, um, I have a little, I call it a, a magazine and it's not really a magazine, but it's like one and a half pages and it's just kind of like why well, I got into the business how i run my business Um, i believe real estate is an entrepreneurial approach to be able to serve my community Um, but one of the things that i put in there is that every transaction to me is a heartbeat it's a life Mm. it's Mm. more than just uh an address on a mailbox to me Mm. and um and so find someone whose end game matters because uh, if you find somebody who's caring for people um, caring for families first period end of day the rest of it's just going to kind of it's 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 all just going to work out yeah Mm -hmm. um so just just find someone who's committed to doing the next right thing things just tend to go well um the a is attitude so pick a professional pick a real estate professional whose attitude and outlook is positive not just towards the people that they're entrusted to right so not just towards um you know the clients that i serve who who um, have either been referred to me or kind of I've I've built a relationship. However, those people come into your path, you treat those people well, but how do you treat the other people in, in your industry? Mm-hmm. How do you treat the other side of the transaction? How do you treat the title agents? How do you treat the lenders? How do you treat the lenders processor? How do you treat everybody that's part of that? I think I added it up one time and I think there was like 16 people in every transaction. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is just an amazing opportunity to just treat others well,
1: to serve others. Now, you know, if we pause just for a second on that. I think that that is so critical. You know, I was telling somebody earlier today that when you get an offer, if you got a listing and you get an offer from somebody and they're trying to bully you or mm. they're you know just being antagonistic or they're being confrontational, it it's not going to get any better than, than at that moment, this is the dating period between <laughs> the two agents. Okay. I mean, it's kind of a weird, you know, analogy yeah, you, maybe, but if you've got
0: problems, then you're going to have problems. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, if they're not, if the guy's not brushing his teeth before he shows up for the date, he ain't going to brush his teeth later on. Probably. Okay. <laughs> my, my point is if that, True. I mean, that, see what, what bothered me is one of our agents called me this weekend and was upset because she just took a very a high end listing and an agent was excited about showing it, but he was trying to be a bully. He's said, "You have a responsibility. You have to let me see that home and all this kind of stuff." And, he, and she said, "No, I have a responsibility to do what my client wants to do, and, and my client wants to wait and finish doing up and, you know, doing some things for the open house next weekend." And he persisted and persisted. And finally, guilted her into the situation. Well, okay. Well, you know, I'll, I'll make it happen. But you know, the, I, I stressed with her. I said, "Look, this relationship ain't going to get any better if you do decide that he that they're if they make an offer that your client decides to, to take." Now you're in a relationship with somebody who tried to start that relationship as a bully. How do you think that's going to go? My point of all that is, look, guys, let's always have an attitude that, look, yes, you representing your client. I'm representing mine. but Let's do this. Let's represent something higher than that. That is the integrity, the mm-hmm. peace of mind, the professionalism of that relationship, because we're all a reflection of our industry whether we are the inspector, whether we're the other side of the uh, transaction, whether we're the termite person, whether we're the mortgage person, we're all representing that real estate transaction called the real estate transaction uh, in the consumer's mind. And we can lift that up or we can let it continue to slide in a lot of folks' minds. So let's lift it up.
0: Yeah. Absolutely well, and that actually segues perfectly into the next one um, so we just finished attitude you know attitude is really contagious T- you know typically when when you're in a relationship and you're keeping it positive for the most part you you end up getting that back you mm-hmm. end up do not not all the time and there are times and places and situations that call for you to uh, you know be firm and be and so you just need you just are going to do what you what the what that particular situation calls for but there's never any room for unkindness unprofessionalism unprofessionalism that kind of thing so attitude matters but that also you just segued perfectly into the r which is reputation reputation and respect are earned every single day it's consistently doing the the next right thing so make sure you select a listing agent who has earned an industry reputation that is worthy of hiring and um and has earned that respect
1: and that other agents want to work with Mm -hmm. i mean i hate to say it but there are some agents i don't want to work with out there just they just are and if i get multiple offers then that that unfortunately that client probably doesn't have the best odds because of their tour guide that's how i look at it because the tour guide on the other side of the transaction i'm sorry i've been doing this a long time guys i've gotten a little cynical on that topic but i weigh out the value of the tour guide as much as the value of that offer, because it has a lot to do with a successful closing or not.
2: Yeah,
0: the agent
1: influences so much. How's Miss Peaceful on that? Are you okay with me saying that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, whatever's <laughs> compliant.
1: <laughs> we know
2: like compliance.
1: It. Yeah, for but sure. Be, it, but I'm yeah, talking but about I, personalities. I'm talking about you know attitudes in the transaction. Yeah. So
2: I love what you're you're stating here, and I'm excited to get through it all. And then remember, what we're coaching and training on right now is your, how you're going to share this with the seller, right? So mm-hmm. you're going to make yourself shine mm-hmm. with all the things that the seller wants to see in a real estate agent. So I heart basically mm-hmm. my agent, right. Or, you know, that kind of thing. Right. right. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can, I love what you're saying here because you can take all of this and then back into it within your presentation, Correct. right. Absolutely. And really reference it. Now, attitude is important as a seller. You can be really kind, to me, so I'm the seller. Okay, you're the agent. You're kind. You're sweet. What I don't want to do is have that masked as you're not strong. Absolutely, right? You're not the willing to go into the fight and be that. a warrior for me That's type right. of thing, right? So yep. when you're talking about attitude, yes, you want somebody with a positive one, but make sure that we don't uh, forget to reference that. Um, kindness comes with that strength that's as right. well, right? And also reputation, I think is important. You don't have to be number one to be successful. Right? Um, you can just be built on what your mama and your daddy taught you, mm-hmm. which is be a woman, a man of your word. And that right there can build up a strong reputation, Absolutely. right? Within just our local yeah. community. So I think that's super, super key too. But yes, we all need to work together. Um, I learned a lesson in my 20s. Um, a really hard lesson. I was not a happy camper with a vendor, it happened to be a title company. And it was, and I was not, it was just a bad deal. And lesson learned we don't throw any of us under the bus. We try to work to elevate all so we can go further in life, you know. But I had to, at a 20 something year old, learn the hard way, you know, yeah. and it put me in not one step back, but multiple steps back that I had to climb out of. Mm-hmm. But that's an example that we all need to work together because you never know when tomorrow is going to come that that person <laughs> knows that person that's going to open that mm-hmm. opportunity. That's going to mm-hmm. help you sell that million dollar house that you finally have right. with that buyer. And it happens to be Monty's listing and you <laughs> and he didn't have a good time. Clearly he's telling you that that is going to be that story. Most likely, whether that's, I don't know compliant or not I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think you follow an ethical scenario too Absolutely. with real estate. Yeah. I don't know how Absolutely. it's not for us with lending so I could easily let me tell you a little story. Remember the time back in the day, you know, we as lenders can share that but mm-hmm. I don't know if you can do yours. But yes, reputation. So keep going. So we've got a uh, to, to kind for? of well
0: so the T is tenacity which you know again this she's sort of segment. Yeah, it. she's mm. really speaking to it. And so interestingly, Monty actually referenced um this listing appointment that I went on a couple of weeks ago. So the wife was pretty much like we, I want to hire you. You're you're our listing agent and the the husband was like I'm not I need to be convinced and we're going to interview three people. And so um and so you know, what is it that I bring to the table over these other two people? Right. And so, um, he was really, uh, because he, they, they know me, we're friends. And so he sees my, he sees <laughs> I my believe soft, your friends and he said that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he sees my soft friendship side. Mm-hmm. And so, and he hasn't, he hasn't ever really seen me in action in real estate. And so, put him up, <laughs> <put him up. laughs> so absolutely, you know, that attitude does matter exactly what <laughs> I like that. Um, And the attitude does matter. And reputation does matter, but tenacity also matters, and that's the T. And so being able to select an agent who has the fortitude and the guts to push through to overcome the hard situations for their people, um, to have those hard conversations when necessary, and to always advocate for their client's best interest, obviously, you know, from a compliance and ethics standpoint. Right, but, right. Um, But, yeah, I think on that listing appointment, it was funny because they had let me know the next day Um, That they were going to cancel the other, they were going to cancel the other agent interviews. And that I had what it took, that I had what it took. And that, you know, something as simple as, hey, look, guys, I'm going to make sure we're not dealing with a Quicken Loans or a Rocket Dog Mortgage. I'm going to be getting you in touch with a local lender like Mm -hmm. Carrie Ann. Mm -hmm. If something isn't going well. I need to be able to connect with this person. I mm-hmm. need to be able to know I've got a direct line in here because if I'm calling Quicken Loans or Rocket Dog Mortgage or some of these other folks, good luck, mm-hmm. or even a Bank of America,
1: honestly. Oh, that'd be worse, yeah. And,
0: yeah, and so um, I need to be able to make the the, the hard phone calls. Mm-hmm. And so um, he he, I think he finally he did see that you know this is. You know, there is a there is an aspect that you've got to be have a yeah a thick backbone and you've got to be able to um, have those hard conversations.
1: One thing I think that was uh, interesting and it really made me pause because I'm always learning as well. After 37 years doing this, I'm always learning and I want to be a sponge always. But in their in uh, Alyssa's conversation with the wife, the husband was really hesitant because he wasn't sure of your tenacity level. Mm-hmm. And, and if you recall, our conversation was about, okay, that's his love language. Mm-hmm. That is his love language is make sure that you pound on his love language, which is mean, you know, look at, look at my muscles, look mm-hmm. at my tenacity here. Look at my, you know, I'm, I'm serious about this. I will go to the map, map for mm-hmm. you and to lean into that, you know, yeah. apparently you must've done a great job doing that.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was, it almost had to take my friend hat off mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, it was kind of interesting. It was like, okay, I'm going into this with this, um, with this mentality that I'm, I'm, we're not, I mean, we are friends, but, and we can talk friendly, but like, I kind of went in a little bit more speaking to that, um, mm-hmm. uh, and with an understanding of like, this guy wants somebody who's in his corner, put your, put your dukes right. up, Yeah, right. you know? Right. So anyway, and then that's the last thing. And that <clears> wasn't something else that they, um, that they had said, uh, a couple within a couple of days. um, just had, they were really appreciative of impressed with the strategy that I presented to them to win. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you ask what, what is your strategy? Do you have a strategy right. if you're going into an, a, a listing appointment or if you're a seller and you have a listing agent coming in, um, who doesn't have a strategy to put you, um, in the strongest possible position at the closing table, um, plan to fail. Is it planned to fail?
1: Planning, failing to plan is planning planning to fail. fail.
0: And so that strategy is really critical and um, it's just as critical as the other ones. But um, really the idea is to get your sellers um, the best possible outcome, the strongest outcome. And he was very impressed with the strategy that I had put forward and... And so I, I was really honored to get the, get the email and you're, hi, you're officially hired. And, uh, and and the husband was equally as excited about hiring me as the wife was. So. I love that. Karen, and it's scary you, sometimes
2: to go help friends because, you oh know, boy. that makes, makes it nervous, yeah. you know, on top of it, too, and yeah. to work hard to, to earn, earn their, their trust That's on right. top of from a business standpoint.
1: I love the uh, iHearts. I think that everybody can learn from that. I know I, I am. I'm holding myself up to this so that I can know that I can freely encourage the uh, seller to do the same thing. Hey, because I I've can gained, use this on,
2: in my business. It's huge. Like I'm going to back into mm-hmm. a conversation with a buyer, a conversation in your safe with a seller with if I was a seller this is what I would be looking for and mm-hmm. what I would look be you know be wanting, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm at the end of this want to make sure that you know you say I heart my real estate agent or something like that. So cool. Yeah. I love that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you so much for being with us oh, today and, us. um, you. excited for all that's coming your way and all your growth and so many more listings with That's That's right. Um, and, uh, we can't wait to have you guys join us again next week. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the talk of music city real estate.